Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Abbott coming to you with the KBR Sports Podcast, the best sports podcast of your 24-hour day. I just had to ring the bell on you guys just to make sure y'all were paying attention and y'all were alert while the podcast is starting up, I can't have you guys feeling all lackadaisical, like nodding off. No, no, no. We got to come into the podcast with energy and good vibes. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you guys go ahead and hit the subscribe button. So that way, make it moving forward. You're not missing any other KBR Sports podcast, future KBR Sports content, whether you're living, listening to on Spotify, Rabble TV, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or even better if you're subscribed to the KBR Sports YouTube channel. Heck, if you're subscribed on all platforms, honestly, I might have to get you something. I might actually do that. If somebody can prove to me that they are subscribed or are following the KBR Sports podcast on all platforms, I might have to end up getting you a gift. And I might DM it to you specifically if you give me your social media information. If you comment it on the podcast or the last YouTube video or you DM it to me specifically and you send me screenshots or anything like that, yeah, I might have to hook you up some way, somehow. I'll definitely make sure I look into hooking you up in some form, whether it's a gift card or something like that. I might have to start doing little giveaways like that because obviously we're a clan here and I appreciate all of you guys that tune into the KBR Sports Podcast. And with that being said, I feel like as a clan, as us being as strong as we are, I definitely feel like you guys are the backbone of this. Obviously, I come on here, I talk, I say everything I have to say. I give my piece a lot a lot of stuff in regards to the sports world, but you guys choose to come and listen to me, and I genuinely do appreciate that. I don't think you guys understand how much it means to me on a regular basis, so I always want to make sure you guys know that you are appreciated. I try to say it like Tupac said it in Dear Mama, to show you that I understand. You all appreciate But I just don't have that Tupac That Tupac flow You know what I'm saying I'm not quite there yet with my flow You know what I mean I gotta I gotta kind of You know Jazz it up a little bit You know Hey this 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 is where you go into like FM radio kind of thing Where you start saying And Coming to you At 6pm 9 9-5 The B We're gonna have some Lil Wayne Along with some Omari coming up next on Hot 95 Chains. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you all can't tell me that that wouldn't be convincing, right? Like, right? <laughs> but guys, for real though. I appreciate you guys really for supporting me, man. It is a family here. It's a clan. The the community that we have here is awesome, man. So make sure you guys like the podcast as well. And like I said, make sure you definitely go and subscribe to the KBR Sports YouTube channel because you don't want to miss any future KBR Sports videos that go on there because you actually get to see my 
face whether that's a bonus or a negative <laughs> definitely get to see my face so make sure you hit the notification bell on there as well so you don't miss any future podcasts but or videos and guys of course i i mean we have a lot to talk about at least in my opinion i think we do i don't know some, sometimes i know some people are like man your podcasts aren't long enough bro sometimes they're like man i they're so long and trust me guys i like having a mixture of the both and and normally it depends on what's going on and the time of what's happening and what the time that I have allotted to me, if I'm being real with you. And so we're everybody knows in the media world, in the sports world, everybody knows this is the dead period. I don't care if you are a baseball fan. I don't like I don't it doesn't matter to me. Like this is the dead period. Baseball, if I start talking baseball on here. I'm a Dodgers fan. I have good reasons to talk baseball. If I literally start talking baseball in here, I will lose 50%. No, no. 75% of the listeners that listen to the podcast. I will lose all of you if I start talking baseball on here. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. I think someone proposed that to me one time. And in my head, I was like, I am not trying to murder my fan base. Like, are you kidding me? So, <laughs> I, that's just not something that's going to happen. So, when it comes to this time period of the year... You really start sitting back and you're you're really looking for things to talk about in terms of news. Whether you come up with something interesting in yourself to do, you'll start seeing a lot more radio shows and podcasts start doing little games and stuff here or there. Like top five teams going into the season, top five teams in the preseason or whatever top, you know, they just do different lists. And this is where normally the NFL top 100 stuff comes out, the top quarterbacks, power rankings, all that kind of stuff. And if you're not really doing that, sometimes it can be hard to come up with content. And it's, it's you can do those things, but they do take time to prepare in a lot of cases. And for me, I don't like to shortchange you guys. So I don't want to do a list like that unless I have had time to go and look at. Like, I wanted to do a betting odds little rendition of that in some ways. To, I know everybody's doing their final or their fantasy football stuff and I am going to be doing a fantasy football rendition of the podcast but I got to have the right people on with me so I can talk about that stuff with so those are all things that I think about that I'm game planning you know what I mean like that I go back and forth with myself debating who would be the perfect person I have other people that I talk to and I ask them who do you think would be someone that knows fantasy football to this degree and a lot of the times you don't want somebody that just comes up. Like, you have to have somebody that actively follows fantasy football, that is willing to research, study it, and learn it. Like, having just a, a surface-level understanding of fantasy football isn't going to suffice because you're going to come on a podcast and talk about fantasy football for, what, 30 minutes? You got to kind of be able to cover all the different forms of fantasy football, whether you're doing a regular league, PPR, whatever the case may be. So... Those, that's something that's going to be coming down the pike for y'all. And obviously, if you guys have particular things that you guys want me to talk about, let me know. I have no problem talking about topics you guys are interested in. If you guys want me to do predictions or break down, do more analysis on guys, I'm all for doing that. I'm excited to do that, those kind of things. But one thing I did want to touch on was actually, because uh, I think one thing that we have going on right now i think receivers are literally just a hot button topic in the offseason whether it's antonio brown or odell beckham jr it seems like both guys have honestly dominated the airwaves in the offseason and a large part of that being antonio brown but 
don't don't get it twisted. It's not like Anton or sorry, it's not like Odell Beckham Jr. has just fallen by the wayside and not made sure to plant his flag in regards to being talked about in the offseason. And a good part of the reason why OBJ popped back up recently in the media circuit was because of the fact that we all know how things ended with Odell Beckham Jr. and the New York Giants. It wasn't exactly a a mutual parting of ways between the two parties and in a lot of ways it was it was volatile and in particular on OBJ side and if you if you're sitting back and you're thinking because think about it this way I know a lot of guys they sometimes I feel like people talk about NFL players athletes in general they talk about athletes as if (laughs) the people themselves aren't in an employee role similar to the athletes like if you're an employee and your boss fires you that is the equivalent of being waived in the nfl i don't care if they make more money whatever the case may be if you get fired waived whatever the case may be it is stressful like that's something that affects your family it affects your means to eat to be able to provide for yourself to make your bill payments all that stuff and for an athlete when a team makes it seem like they're willing to commit to you and they're willing to make sure that you're going to be a, a player there throughout the rest of your prime, but then they go ahead and tra- trade you, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? And so those are things that when you're talking about these athletes, they do go through those things. And that's a part of all of what they deal with and what they do. But in the same way, they would tell you, hey, man, you get to be low-key. You get to kind of chill whenever you want, blah, blah, blah. Your job isn't X amount of days around the year. Their jobs are around the clock for the most part. Like in the off season, you do get probably about a month of time where you get to just chill, do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. But the rest of that, you you have to be training, keeping your body on point all the time. And for regular people that might say, oh, man, that's easy. That's your job. Dude, I know football players that were in high school and you don't have nothing else to do but just go to school. You get out at 2 o'clock and it was like an issue keeping themselves in shape. Like that's that's to, to year-round keep yourself in pristine shape, it's not an easy thing to do, let alone healthy and to eat healthy, especially when people around you might not live the same lifestyle. And so I think so many times we shortchange athletes on how hard – their jobs are in some ways. And this is not even to consider the outside engagements they have to deal with. Like in the last podcast, I outlined some of the stuff that I get to know about or I've had to do as a Rams beat writer, right? And some of those things, I see all of the team itinerary in terms of all of their outside engagements in case the team wants you to go to that or if they want you to go in on a call or call into somebody from that event and see how it went or whatever the case may be. And so I see the outside stuff that these guys go to, the little charity events, all this stuff. Todd Gurley would host a a camp for kids and teach them about being a proper um, football player all around, teaching them football skills with footwork and stuff like that. And while you guys might think these things are easy, they're, they're, they take up time. They are. I know people that even just trip about going to their kids' events sometimes. So, I, I <laughs> there's a lot of pros to being an athlete, without a doubt. But there are some cons. It's just like with any job, there are cons. And so, 
when you're a when you're a player and a team commits you in the way the Giants committed to Odell Beckham Jr. in the form of a five year, ninety five million dollar extension, you're like, all right, good, cool. I'm gonna be at the time the highest paid receiver in the league, and I'm gonna be in New York for some time. And I believe that's what the situation is. That's what they make it seem like for me that they're planning on building something with me here and building something around me. Yeah. That wasn't the case at all. Literally, months later, the Giants go ahead and they said, literally, the Giants GM said, we are not signing Odell Beckham to trade him. What happens, right? Let's do the timeline. Come March, when after the Giants trade Olivier Vernon to the Cleveland Browns, the Browns are inquiring like, oh, okay, well, we want to build a good team. We got Baker Mayfield. We have... A good crop of talent here. We got Olivier Vernon now. We have Denzel Ward. We have Baker Mayfield. We signed Kareem Hunt. We got Jarvis Landry last year. We had David Njoku, who showed to be a player last season. And we're looking at different ways that we can improve this team and be able to fill out a roster around our young quarterback and our new head coach. And so, and they even signed Sheldon Richardson, who is a free agent. So pair them with Miles Garrett. So that's going to be a formidable defensive line. So they're sitting back and they're like, man, what ways can we also continue to improve this team? And they're like, well, shoot, if we're already calling about Olivier Vernon, why not ask about Odell Beckham Jr.? And I think they came from the standpoint, they were like, okay, we don't really think they're going to trade Odell Beckham Jr., right? Like, that's not really a real thing. But then they go ahead and ask about OBJ, and they're like, well, what about Odell? And it really becomes a topic of conversation. Like, they start negotiating and everything like that. And mind you, Odell's out of the country during this whole time period when this is going on. And he gets a call, I believe, while he's in Paris, or it, I'm, I might not, I believe it's Paris. I believe he was in Paris or he was in Italy. But one of the two places, he gets a call. From the giant, from the Giants owner, he gets a call late at night, and he is just like, "I'm not taking the call." He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't going to the. He was in Paris. He was in Paris. That was what. And he got a call from Dave Gettleman, right? And he didn't answer. And then he just knew he was going to get traded. Obadiah Beckham knew his fate, and when he did finally talk to the Giants DM. He knew what was up. The conversation didn't even last long at all. And the reason why the reason why we're even talking about this topic and the way Odell feels the way he feels, because the, re- the surrounding reason of why Odell has popped up back in the news in this whole event is because of the comment he made saying this wasn't no business move. This was personal. They thought they send me here to die. And according to Odell, now granted, the Giants were reached out to comment in regards to Odell Beckham's feelings in regards to his exit. They haven't they haven't retorted or re, like rebuked anything Odell Beckham Jr. has said. So we really only have Odell's comments to go off of. And pretty much he's saying that the Giants, he knows the Giants did get better offers, but they sent him to Cleveland and it was out of spite. That was the whole thing. They were he was saying that was out of spite because now guys, let's let's think about this because people are gonna be like, well, what is he talking about? Like you went to a 
a team with a young quarterback, all this stuff. And this, if, if, if a team had better offers and they still choose to send you to Cleveland, like they chose to send you there. It's kind of the thing where the Spurs didn't want to trade Kawhi to the Lakers, understandably because they're in the same conference, but the Lakers offered them the trove of young players that they had for Kawhi and you're you're a team in the San Antonio Spurs you're like okay we're gonna send him to Purgatory we're gonna send this man out of the mother tucking country that's what we're gonna do we're sending him out of the country and you thinking that he's gonna go to Toronto and just disappear like this Kawhi is no longer gonna exist when we send him to the Toronto Raptors lo and behold this man leads them to the championship and so, in the eyes of the Giants, in terms of how Odell Beckham sees things, he's seen it as, they sent me to Cleveland. And guys, let's not fake as this Cleveland has always been seen as, like, Cleveland has easily been the joke of the NFL right next to the Detroit Lions. And for years, and I don't remember the last time Cleveland had, like, a good play. The fact that we always have to bring up the Jen Brown years, bro, I wasn't alive. I wasn't alive when Jim Brown was playing. That should show you something. That's how long ago it was when Jim Brown and the Cleveland Browns were, or not Jim Brown, but when the Cleveland Browns were relevant. That's how long ago it was. This is the only time they become relevant since that point in time. And so when you're sitting there and you're and we all know what Cle- like until LeBron came along and won the championship, how many years had it been since they last won a championship? It was like 60 something years. We all remember the fumble at the goal line. We remember the Craig Elo shot. We, we remember all these things, all these moments in Cleveland history. We can't ignore these things. The move to go to Baltimore. Like, all these things. We can't act like we don't remember this stuff. And we're just we're looking at it, the Cleveland team as they are now. Where people are betting on this team to possibly win the Super Bowl. No. Beforehand, the stigma of Cleveland was that they were a losing city. People from Cleveland, I'm sorry if this offends you. But that's the facts. That is truth. You guys even have to know that was the facts when you guys went when you guys lost the series the first go round against the Golden State Warriors it was like oh here we go again when Kyrie got hurt Kevin Love got hurt that was the feel it was like here we go again then that it was the ultimate sense of that when LeBron left the first time that's why Cleveland fans were so hurt because their one chance their savior their guy the guy that was going to carry them to the promised land just left LeBron was arguably the best player even in the first seven years that he had played in Cleveland. At that point, he wasn't even, like, he wasn't going to, how do I say this? At that point in time, when LeBron had left Cleveland the first seven years, he wasn't in that, like, he was in the trajectory that people were like, okay, we can compare him to Michael Jordan. But he wasn't on that level at that point in time. Like, it was more Kobe getting compared to Michael Jordan than LeBron at that point. But you were just like, Yo, this man LeBron, if he keeps playing at the pace that he's playing, winning the MVPs and everything like that, he's going to be in the discussion. And people were debating LeBron and Kobe for who was the best player in the league, along with Dwayne Wade. And so when LeBron left, 
Cleveland, like when you burn somebody's jersey, dude, you're you're hurt. Your butt hurt. I'm sorry. Like you can't you there's no way you can come back from that and say, Oh, oh we we weren't that upset. Dude, you burn his jersey. That is arson. That's a that's a crime. That is a full crime. And so when we're talking about Cleveland, that's the place Odell Beckham Jr. is alluding to. Not the Cleveland now after the championship where everybody is still riding the high of the LeBron championship. And now they're riding the high of the Baker Mayfield Cleveland Browns. No, he's talking about the Cleveland Browns or the Cleveland. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns that were in purgatory that everybody pretty much regulated as. Yeah, they're going to be last in the AFC North division. That's the Cleveland that he's talking about. And so... I I can understand where Odell Beckham is coming from, particularly if this was the worst, if this was the if this wasn't the best offer that they got. If this was the best offer the Giants got, then I'm not gonna sit here entirely. I'm not gonna kill the Giants for it because that's what that's business. Why wouldn't I take the best available deal I'm given? If I know I have a disgruntled wide receiver. Now, Odell also made the point of stating that normally guys of his caliber, of his stardom, and so on, get to discuss with the team their preferred trade destinations. But none of that happened. And apparently, like, that that's something that Odell feels very scorned about. That they didn't even... It wasn't even a thing where it was like, we're going to afford you the liberty to try and choose where you want to go. It was just like, hey, we're sending you to Cleveland. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So I can understand how Odell Beckham Jr. can look back on it and be super upset with the Giants organization. Especially after, in his eyes, I don't totally agree with this. Not fully. Because in his eyes, he thinks the the New York Giants were relevant because of him. I don't fully agree with that. I just, it's hard for me to believe an NFL team. Because NFL is not like the NBA, where when LeBron leaves Cleveland, the ratings dip, like the ratings just crater. There's nothing else that anybody cares about that team. No, the NFL is not the same way. Granted, me personally, I'm only watching the New York Giants for Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Saquon Barkley. I wasn't watching them for Eli Manning. I come on, come on, man! I don't care about Eli. Me personally, like I don't. I'm not a Giants fan, and Eli is just Eli. I, I mean, <laughs> that's that's Eli Manning to me. Like that's that's 
when literally when you say Eli Manning, I picture the face of him like like that dro- like I just imagine him drooling. Like I don't know what it is. I just imagine him drooling and I imagine the <laughs> noise. That's what I imagine. And so I'm not watching the Giants for Eli Manning. I was watching them for Odell Beckham Jr. I wanted to see if he was going to get me fantasy points or make a crazy circus catch or punch a kinking net. That's the reason I was watching the New York Giants. And so I don't blame Odell for feeling that way. But when you have that mind frame and you feel like you were the center of everything in New York, when the team trades you, yeah, I can understand why your butt hurt. I can see why you felt a little slighted. I can see why. <laughs> so, guys, continuing talking about the the Browns because I don't want to focus on Odell the whole podcast, but I just I wanted to talk, I wanted to touch on it because him and AB man, they, I and I don't, I don't want to keep talking about Antonio Brown because I'm coming out with a whole video about him. So I. Odell, I I genuinely see where he's coming from. I think they did. If they and now, I, like I said. It's strictly on the basis that they got a better deal. If they got a better deal and they chose to send him to Cleveland, and let's say if the better deal was out of the division, yeah, yeah, bruh, bruh. <laughs> they sent you there to get you out the way. <laughs> they sent you there for your career to go down. <laughs> they tried it. Now, We'll have yet to see if they succeeded because we got to see if the Cleveland Browns end up making the playoffs first off and then possibly making a run in the playoffs. So we got to see if that happens. But, yeah, let me jump to even talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield because Baker, honestly, in an interview, he had some interesting comments about the Giants rookie quarterback Daniel Jones. And... Everybody knows it was a huge surprise when the Giants decided to take Daniel Jones with their first pick in the draft, with the first round pick, when a lot of people thought Dwayne Haskins was going to be the guy for the Giants. And I, me personally, that was a huge surprise for me too, because Dwayne Haskins ends up going to Washington. So that'll be interesting to see those guys play two times a year. And in that scenario, now a lot of people were ripping the Daniel Jones pick saying that the Giants were reaching that they were you know they were just doing the most in terms of picking Daniel Jones instead of Dwayne Haskins and apparently back in that interview Baker Mayfield had comments to make I can't remember if his interview was with GQ or SI but one of the two publishing companies and this is what he had to say he said I can't believe the Giants took Daniel Jones blows my mind either you have a history of winning and being that guy for your team or you don't. And that was his criticisms of because Daniel Jones went to Duke. And I mean, come on. Like, yeah. When we're talking about Duke, we're not like talking about Clemson. We're not talking about like Duke is known as a basketball school. That's that's your example right there. Not that obviously you can't be relevant in both sports as multiple teams have shown they're able to do that. But yeah, like they're that's not what Duke is known for by any stretch of the imagination. And it's not like Daniel Jones put them on the map for football just in his one or his in his isolated years there. And so 
that's the point of where Baker Mayfield was making his case. But then Baker, in the same sense, after it blew up, everybody was riding him about his comments and stuff like that, talking about who is he to criticize the Giants? What has he proven in the NFL? And granted, Baker's done a lot of talking. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and disagree with a lot of the people that are saying Baker needs to close his mouth because he hasn't really done nothing yet in the NFL because I mean, he he really hasn't. Like it, Baker's been... Baker's still a baby in the league, if I'm being real with you. And I feel I'm not trying to call him a baby in general. But in terms of what you've accomplished, he's only played one season. And in that one season, the 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 Browns were he's I mean, he personally is six and seven because he didn't start. So he's six and seven and credit to him because he didn't start the season and in those 13 games he did accumulate 27 touchdowns 14 interceptions he threw for 3,725 yards he had a 63.8 completion percentage uh 93.7 passer rating a qbr of 55.7 it's straight you know what i'm saying he was he was straight so in that in that lone season there's a lot to see where baker can grow off of that and I think for a lot of people, they feel as though because he came in and he led them to so much success, because think about that. That means the Browns only had one win outside of Baker. One. And that was when Tyrod Taylor was starting those games. So that says a lot. And and so when we're looking at that and we're looking at how Baker, I guess where he's talking from, that's where a lot of people are like, well, what legislates you to give down or to heap this a level of criticism on somebody and so i and i think after seeing all that criticism baker personally feeling attacked responds back to the media and kind of comes back at at people like talking heads like me saying oh we don't know what we're talking about like we're taking it out of context like come on bro bro. come on man baker (laughs) come on bro just own what you said. Own what you said. Oh, guys, you listen to it. Let me know what you think. Were, are, are, am I taking out of context? Like, what? Listen to what he said in retort about his his comment. Problem with today's day and age, you know, you you don't read the whole thing. You don't put two and two together. You just kind of read scripts, and then uh, people, you know, they combine sentences from different conversations. And so it seemed uh, very disrespectful, and I can understand that. But what? Uh, people didn't realize that the conversation entailed of me saying that I was surprised I was drafted number one overall too, and then uh, me going on a rant after that about QB evaluation and then me frustration from recruiting processes and stuff that I've had that I've you know it's very well documented my thoughts on a lot of that and so um, it had nothing to do specifically about Daniel about the winning and stuff but you know I reached out to Daniel because all that blew out of you know way out of hand and I wanted him to know how I felt and I've heard nothing but great things from Saquon and Sterling Shepard uh, guys that you know have a lot of respect for him and that I you know respect their opinions and so I uh, just wanted to clear the air with him um, and you know it is what it is now Baker that I look I don't I don't care if you criticize Daniel Jones me personally I don't care same thing for me to talk about but when, I, I, just, I don't like this thing that people do where they go ahead and criticize a guy or they talk smack about a guy because he, he goes on to say, yeah, I was talking about quarterback evaluations. You evaluated Daniel Jones and you said the guy needs to win. He needs to prove something. That's that's an evaluation. But because the media spun it into a criticism or it got talked about as a criticism, which it was, that in that sentence, you can't tell me you're saying, you're saying, oh, I'm praising him. No, you're criticizing him. 
So the media in response was like, who are you to criticize another quarterback? When you only played one season and you haven't proven nothing. A lot of guys can have one great year and then fall off the cliff. That happens easily in the NFL and in professional sports in general. And so that's one of those things that I I never get with the players when they're always trying to do this thing where it's like, oh, the media came after me. The media changed what I said. And sometimes, look, 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 to be transparent, that does happen. Media people do take player stuff out of context. And I've openly, me personally, when I've interviewed players or I've asked them questions on a conference call or if I've asked them questions face-to-face or whatever the case may be, I'll ask them straight up like, yo, is this what, like, what is the, or if we're talking about something, I ask them whatever the case is in a full conversation and I'll include the full quote of what they said because I ask everything together so nothing can be taken out of context. But I know some people, they'll kind of go all over the place and it's like, okay, if we're talking about the draft, the structure of the draft, and then you're talking about what are things wrong with the draft. And then you just touch on Daniel Jones. And then he's already going on a rant about the draft and how the draft process is and how it's flawed. Sometimes I guess that can be miscued. But in this situation, Baker's comments weren't skewed wrong at all. And so him trying to walk things back to me is this kind of it's pretty weak because Baker's Baker's whole brand is that he speaks unapologetically that he says whatever he wants to say and he feels whatever he wants to feel that is literally baker mayfield's brand and he was even criticized by his teammates earlier in the offseason for crushing his teammate and duke johnson because he wanted to get traded out of cleveland and baker pretty much said something i'm paraphrasing at this point he said something to the effect of if you're not with us you know you're get out like you're you know you're not real if you're not with us it is what it is blah 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 but a lot of the veteran players had to step up for duke johnson and be like bro nick chubb is getting all the touches kareem hunt just got signed what do you want duke to do like he's not just gonna sit behind guys and just be consent or content sitting behind other guys that's not what this league is about because the minute you get content being a backup Nah, bro, you're going to get cut, especially a third string running back behind those two. No, yeah, it's a wrap. And so if you're not that and when I say being content, being a backup, that means like if you don't have the mentality that you're working your butt off to try and be a starter for somebody's team and be the bell cow back for somebody's team, you might be in terms of there might be a player better than you, but you're still working like you still think you're better than that other guy. You still think you can beat that guy. I don't know what athlete goes around saying that guy is better than me. Even Philip Rivers. I think most people, <laughs> this is going all over the place. So I point, but Philip Rivers had a comment talking about Tom Brady, where he was talking about, he doesn't know why people, uh, he was and in ways it makes sense from the premise of what Philip Rivers was talking about, because he was saying, why is it that Tom Brady is regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time because of the Super Bowls he's won? And he used the example of the Super Bowl where the or sorry, where the Seahawks intercepted the or where the, the Russell Wilson threw the pick on the goal line. And he's like, so if the Seahawks decide to get the ball to Marshawn Lynch and the Seahawks win that game, is Tom Brady not as great? Despite the fact on the drive beforehand he had led them down the field and got the game go ahead at touchdown 
Does that mean Tom Brady is not as great as he was 30 seconds beforehand, before the pick was thrown, and he has secured at the time his fourth Super Bowl? Like that, that is stuff that does come into question. You know what I mean? Like that's, and for an athlete, like that's, Philip Rivers is saying that from that standpoint because he's like, yo, I don't think Philip Rivers is openly going to say, I think Tom Brady's better than me, but I think he's coming from the standpoint of, I think Tom is great, but for us to just say Tom is the greatest, like, yo, let's evaluate this thing a little more. And so for when you, when it comes to Baker Mayfield and how he talks to guys and a lot of things he says, like he, Baker Mayfield is, he's been just as much in the news as Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr., whether it's talking about how people are putting the expectations on them to go to the Super Bowl and whether people are the Duke Johnson stuff and so on. Baker's done a lot of talking himself. And so it's it's funny to me because the NFL does have a way of, you know, snapping guys into shape and really making you realize because as much talent as the Browns have, and trust me, I want to see the Browns flourish. I want to see them have an exciting season. But guys, what was the last team we saw with this compilation of talent? Y'all tell me. Do you guys remember? Let me let me draw a picture for you. The most exciting quarterback, arguably of all time, and have having had just coming off fresh off of an MVP season, MVP caliber season, getting players and pieces, having LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Brent Selleck, having the defense acquire guys like Namdi Asamoah to pair for Asante Samuel and so on. And you start calling yourself the dream team with Vince Young as the backup quarterback where he states that in an interview. And you go on to have an average season. What's What team am I talking about? I be, the 2000, the 2009, 2010 Philadelphia Eagles. Ah, so close. It was the two, it was the 2010 and 2011 Philadelphia Eagles. That was the team that was getting called the dream team after Michael Vick had that season where he threw for 21 touchdowns, six interceptions, and the dude was just electric all over the football field. Like Michael Vick was the most unstoppable force on an NFL field that season. But Guys, I mean, when you see this amount of talent, it has to come together. It has to genuinely come together. It's hard to make all these things work and mesh together. Especially with a rookie, with a rookie head coach who has to come in and oversee all that talent, all the personalities, all the egos. You got to see it all blend together. I got to see it blend together first before I'm arriving to any conclusion of whether this team is going to be the next Super Bowl team or whatever the case may be I got you got to see the infrastructure there and even though guys like Jarvis Landry Baker Mayfield and so on can vouch for saying that the Browns organization has turned around from what it was yeah there's going to be new head coach in there so he's going to establish a new culture and a lot of things change in the change of leadership because last year remember Hugh Jackson was the head coach so a lot of stuff naturally is going to be moving around and a lot of stuff is going to be changing. But it's going to be exciting to see how the Browns end up responding in regards to all the scrutiny. Because imagine how much media stuff is going to heat down on the Browns depending on how their season starts out. 
Because if the Browns are that team that gets out the gate firing on all cylinders, it's going to be crazy. The media firestorm that's going to be going off about the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. The Browns are the best team in the NFL the whole nine. But guys, we always know with the NFL season, there's a tale of two halves. Things change after your bye week. And about two weeks, three weeks after your bye week, depending on when it is, if you have an early bye week, you normally about two, three weeks later after the bye week, you might have a different season after that as a team. Because we've seen teams get out to 4-0 starts that finish out the rest of the season like 4-8. and that's, that's really been a thing. We've seen that happen. Or we see teams like the New England Patriots start out the season 0-4 and then just go crazy and go 12-2 and for the rest of the season. That's really what happens in this league. That's why the NFL is literally unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. That's Personally, that's why I love it. That's why I won't betray you, baby. I'm not going to lie. The NBA be taking my eyes from me. Or taking my eyes from you. But I love you. Trust me. I'll talk about you on Hot 95 Jams any day. Any day. You best believe that. <laughs> you know, somebody, if you, if at this point, if you're hearing this buffoonery and you've made it at this point, please text me when you, if you have my number and you're my friend, text me and let me know you've heard this person of the podcast and just tell me, bro, I just made it to the buffoonery section of the podcast and I'm going to be like, let's go. <laughs> Guys, when I start doing this, I just start getting looks in the room. Like, I just start getting stared at. (laughs) All right, guys. I was going to wrap it up for this rendition of the KBR Sports Podcast. Make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe and follow the KBR Sports Podcast on, on Rabble TV, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and the KBR Sports YouTube channel. And make sure you hit the notification bell on all platforms so that way you get a notification whenever the kbr sports podcast is posted or in youtube's case when a new video is going up and also if you guys make sure you subscribe to all different platforms and let me know and give me some proof and let me know i'll definitely make sure i give a reward for the first person to accomplish all of the different platforms and to subscribe and hit their post notifications on all platforms. I'll definitely make sure I have a little surprise for you coming to you. So guys, make sure you go ahead and do that and make sure you go ahead and leave a review for listening on pot on the Apple podcast on Spotify, leave a comment, whatever the case may be, leave a like while you're at it. And guys, make sure you go ahead and share the KBR sports podcast because I always believe the best way for a podcast or whatever place to grow is word of mouth because what's the best What's the what's the most likely time you've watched a show or you've gone and tuned into a show, right? It's not the ads, it's not the mark, it's not the mark, you know, it's not commercials, whatever the case may be, but it's from somebody telling you, yo, you need to listen to this podcast. Like you need to watch this show. And so guys, go ahead and spread it word of mouth, man. Tell your friend, tell your cousin, tell your family member, tell a friend, tell that coworker you don't like, be like, man, he need to do something good in his life. Tell him to listen to the KBR Sports Podcast. Go ahead and do that for him. Help him out in some way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. And if you're that coworker and somebody told you to listen to this podcast, Hey, man, I'm sorry to break it to you. 
might not be your home. He might not like you that much. But hey, he cared enough about you to get you to listen to the KBR Sports Podcast. So here we are. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm done just talking your ear off, guys. But make sure, for real, guys, I appreciate you all for supporting the podcast. And guys, until next time, I'm out.